0: Rocky Meadows and Angie Meadows and um, we are going to be talking today about anxiety again and what's the name of the lesson topics we're doing or the name of the the series? It's uh, a rock of recovery. The rock of recovery. Oh that's my God and my Savior. (laughs) And so we're going to be talking about anxiety today. We focus a lot on um, inner healing and the spiritual of um, not living in your fleshly you. Uh, Amen. Amen. So lesson two is the uh, we're going to go over this anxiety the quotient quiz and we're going to walk you kind of through a quiz of how you can judge, engage where you're at and what's going on with you and um, get you to learn to not respond to your negative fears and right. the bad cycles that happen with you. So.
1: so the very first thing I want to talk to them about is the, the sympathetic nervous system. That's that fight or flight. And when <laughs> we engage anxiety, we're engaging that fight or flight. So it's like, we feel like a tiger's chasing us. So we get all balled up inside and we start running because that's the thing to do when you've got that uh, central nervous system uh, cranked up is to run. And then it does a temporary slowdown of the anxiety, but then it comes right back. So it's a vicious cycle. So what we want to do is Understand that when we get in that anxiety cycle, our brain is like turned on fire at all times And of course we run a run so we're going to show you how not to do that You want to hit the third bullet point?
0: So Today we will examine our symptoms of anxiety and learn skills to stop it.
1: Yes Now one of the very first things we got to do is learn how to engage the parasympathetic nervous system which is that slow breathing calm when you can relax you can prop your feet up because freedom from anxiety is a reachable goal yeah don't forget reach- that
0: it is a reachable goal that many of us think we're never going to break free from it it's ne- the idealism that it's never going to get any better mm-hmm. and things are going to crash down on you uh, the terms like impending doom i hear that a lot impending doom sets in and you feel like it's not gonna get any better, but freedom from this is a reachable goal.
1: I do think that sometimes we're always uh, thinking that dread's coming or there's always a doom coming because we've been through so many crises and we've made so many of our own crises because of our anxiety.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay, so read the object for the lesson.
0: So there needs to be a decision to stop the anxiety, not to solve the problem. Right. That that is
1: huge. The problems are going to take time to solve. So let's just stop the anxiety so that then we can focus on the problems. So we want to, yeah, we want to look at our emotional symptoms, the anxious, nervous inside, the anger that could be explosive or even seething, like kind of like in a crock pot, the crying frequently, the helpless, hopeless feelings of despair and fear.
0: Yep. And then next, the mental symptoms are short-term memory loss. Ooh, that's big. Lack of focus. That's another big one. When uh, you get anxious and over-worried, you can't focus. Obsessing over problems, uh, replaying drama. Ooh, the replaying over and over again. That us addicts, we have this thing we call, uh, Angie, magic magnifying minds. <laughs> AA, big Book. <laughs> the AA Big Book says we have magic magnifying minds. <laughs> and we will over display everything. All oh, the worst things going to happen, you know, awfulizing everything. And the worst things going to happen and over obsessing. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the next is revenge thoughts, plans, or actions. Ooh, I'm going to get him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And nightmares. That's a terrible one to experience. You don't even get a good night's sleep. So you don't You need peace when you sleep. You, you should be at peace at all times. So specifically, you know, when you sleep, you need to be at peace. So nightmares are terrible. Um, waking up, torment comes from the nightmares and and, and the anxiety, confusion, heavy, heavy, heavy confusion. You don't know which decision to make, how to act. Sometimes many people won't act at all. That was the fight or flight. And sometimes that's, you just tense up and you don't know how to move. So you get confused. And the next one is fantasy thinking.
1: So I want to talk about these, uh, that obsess and replay. I call it the negative mental loop. And whenever I got the mental loop going, it's all negativity. I can't stop it. It's like this little ring of fire in my brain unless I sit down and talk about it, unless I sit down and maybe journal about it. I can just write one, one or two words and then write a sentence about how, that, how I'm feeling and maybe where that started. And then sometimes I go exercise, take a walk, uh, you know, and, and if not, if you're not learning good coping skills, you're going to end up sabotaging yourself and sabotaging your recovery. So another thing that I want to talk to you about is how when you're stressed, um, you're going to have nightmares. And so one time I was at a recovery um, church and we were praying over the people and singing. And, and I said, now, everybody who's having nightmares, I want you to come up here during the next song so I can pray with you. And I, I thought, you know, maybe one or two people. There was, there was almost a dozen. They were like, oh, oh, that's me. I have horrible nightmares. So it's important that you really can calm your brain and get into that parasympathetic nervous system to stop the nightmares and stop the stress and the fantasy thinking that's very dysfunctional. It's not reality. It's kind of like a fairy tale. Well, if I had the little house with the, you know, three bedrooms and the two car garage, that type stuff. If, if my husband did this or said this, that, you know, it's not reality. So, you can't live in something that's not reality. You know, that's Hollywood. That's not reality. <laughs> so, reality looks a lot different.
0: So, uh, something you said was very important, I think, is all uh, I speak about a lot is, is about sharing with others. That mm-hmm. I believe we all need to have our, our wise men, or for you ladies, wise women, three to five people that you go to with stuff that we have a statement that says, pain shared is half the pain. Joy shared is twice the joy. And so sharing that with somebody else that you can take advice from and get advice from. Usually I go to people above me that's kind of been through things and been through a lot and advise and mentor me. So they usually have wisdom on things that I've already been through. And so go to share that with them. I think that's that was so huge and important what you said.
1: Go through the physical symptoms for me.
0: Okay. The physical symptoms will be chronic fatigue. Yes, you will feel tired all the time. Stress-induced illness, you can get sick. Many times you'll see fever, they get fever blisters and break out in hives and things. And so stress-induced illnesses, you could really, and as a matter of fact, stress really does bring on like heart disease, diabetes, uh, high cholesterol, stress does that. And they have proven when the, the lack of stress really brings healing um, to the body as well. Um, digestive problems, you'll find yourself either uh, having loose bowels or not being able to go at all one way or the other. Or so, ulcers. Yeah, yeah, or, or ulcers as yeah. well. So, choking on food, water, or swallowing with difficulties, and uh, that's really tough as well. Jaw-clenching, you'll get tenseness in your jaw, I, and you'll see tend to bite and chew. And frequent flus or colds, and that comes from the anxiety. We were talking about actual sickness that gets Ill- onset. Uh, aches and pains. Anxiety, they've been proven scientifically, set apart from the spiritual aspect of it, that um, your body cannot handle anxiety and stress, the the levels that we put on it. And it really is aches, pains, illnesses, things that come on. It's just a fact. And then sleep problems. Right. Uh, some people want to sleep too much and some don't sleep at all. It goes both ways, but you'll have um, sleep trouble for sure for anxiety.
1: Now, some relational symptoms that's going to happen in your relationships whenever you're anxious is that you'll be snippy and short with others. And it's not likely that you'll be snippy with the person that you're upset with, because that person may not be safe to confront. They may be dead. Maybe it may have happened years and years ago, but you'll be snippy with those that are in your life. So that's where we talked about last week about the safe self. So you want to be safe for yourself and safe for your relationships so that others, you can tell them, hey, I'm having a hard day, but it's not about you. I'm just kind of stuck in my head and I'm working through this. And that way they know it's not, they know not to take an offense. And other relationship problems is we become impatient and we're not trusting. We have trust issues that we have to work through. And then we'll go into isolation and withdrawal.
0: And yeah, the trust issue comes from you, you aren't trusting like a situation is going to work out. You really, really it's always, you don't trust yourself inside. You don't believe things. Trust always starts from the inside out. And you don't believe Right, you don't trust someone else because you don't trust you or you don't trust a situation right. to work out, so you become untrusting of others. It's it's that lack of inside-out trust for yourself, trust things can be better, get better, to be able to trust situations and other people. By the way, let, let's not forget, people will always let us down and fail us to a degree. Many times it's our fault for putting greater expectations on them not to, to be human and have faults or 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 hold the expectation we put on them. Maybe that's not even the expectation they had, but that's the one we had on them. And so we tend to do that.
1: So a safe person is one that you can go to and say, hey, you know, I, I really, this really let me down or this really hurt me. And they'll say, oh man, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, let me make it up to you. And that's a safe person.
0: My, my greatest one is this, somebody will bring things to me and like, hey, you so did so. And I'm like, God, I didn't even know.
1: Right, right, you, don't, you just don't know. They'll, they'll tell you,
0: yeah. you devastated me. You said da-da-da, and I'm like, bro, that's not even what I meant, or I didn't even know. Right. Like, it, yeah. It, it, or that wasn't even directed at you. I was talking about this, and, right. and uh, many times it's not even what they made it out to. be. You
1: know? But if you're safe enough for them to confront Rocky, then then you're safe. You're yeah. safe to be in a relationship with them.
0: Amen. <laughs> so, some of the dysfunctional behaviors that will happen because of this, well, as self-destructive behaviors, cutting. Substance use—we all have outlets: gambling, sleeping around. There is just tons of different things we'll do for outlets because um, the, I heard the word today. My, we're talking, and my sponsor said, "Unless God arrest it, that inner thing, whatever is wrong, unless God arrests it, we will we will feel many different things of the world, and they're all they all become self-destructive—from overeating to sex to gambling, cutting to substance use. Um, the next one's compulsive speech." complaining and grumbling. I have people in my life, I think that's all they do, Angie. I think, I, th- I have certain people in my life, that's all they know, and we'll question it, like, are they ever gonna get better? Like, every time we're around them, all they do is talk about other people. So I know they're talking about me when I'm not around as well. <laughs> And uh, some people, some people are just grumblers and complainers, you know, the people in the wilderness were that way.
1: That's right, so they complained and they remain.
0: Complain and remain the same, amen.
1: So you, you cannot abide in complaining and abide in peace at the same time. You're, you're one place or the other. And whichever one that you're indulging is which one that controls you.
0: Hey, that's good. Overreaching, um, you get aggressive. Uh, see that a lot. Um, when people get ang- anxious, here's the term we use in recovery. It's called fix, manage, and control. I'm trying to always make a situation work out to my wants or expectation or desire and so I'll fix manage and control and so that'll happen I'll get overreacting and aggressive when it ain't working out the way I think it should or you didn't do what I said did he say and or or And, and like I'm trying to fix manage and control and I'll get overreacting and aggressive with that when I'm trying to make it work out the way I think it should work out. Um, I heard a great speech this morning. The guy talked about it said, Let the out, leave the outcomes alone. Let the outcomes be up to God. Talking about like doing the right things, even when it's hard, like right. telling on yourself, even when it's hard, like big business decisions, almost cost him millions of dollars. And he made the tough phone calls and things still worked out because he left the outcomes up to God. So don't get aggressive and overreacting, underreacting, avoidant or dormant. This is the one I was talking about. Some people, when she's talking about fight or flight, some people will freeze up. And that, that is a part of this as well. Some people will not react at all, and they will just um, basically freeze up. They, want, they don't want to talk. They don't want to deal with it um, because they're afraid it's not going to work out. So some people don't, don't do anything almost. The next one is paranoia. Um, see many of these people, especially the, the over uh, meth addicts and crack addicts, they, they will definitely um, get par- paranoid. Oh, and some people, even when they're clean, when you think a thing's not going to work out the way you want it to, you start getting paranoid. Well, they set me up. They told it this way. They, they, everybody's conspiring against you to make it work against you. And it's uh, sometimes it, it's pretty funny to watch when people get that way, paranoid about this. And then impulsive, right. knee-jerk reactions. Um, it just come. It was taught to me that it, it comes out of you because that's what's in you, and that's mm-hmm. just knee-jerk reaction. And it's a reaction. We have many terms to combat impulsivity. Like uh, we say, pause, process, proceed, the three Ps, right? You got to pray in there. Pause, pray, process, proceed. Um, think before you act and react. Breathe and don't react. And so there's like all these one-liners that we talk about that it really helps conv- uh, combat impulsivity. Um, impulsivity is the difference between responding and reacting. Responding is slow down, take a breath, have a good thought about it, play it through a little bit before you act on what you're thinking about. If you just react, that, that, it, you're going to be impulsive, and you're going to end up apologizing for a lot of things you wished you hadn't have done when you react. The next one is uh, binge eating, television and games. Oh, we will get lazy and opt out of our responsibilities, it sounds like, Karen. Does this sound like any 30-year-old adults living at home with you? And so uh, that is a huge one uh, to uh, opt out of responsibilities. Um, most people my age and younger, which I'm 46, um, have really no work ethic and they all have a sense of entitlement and so it's easy for them to opt out of life um, and, and it's a big part of uh, drug use as well substance use disorder a lot of people are opting out of life They're, they don't know how to participate in their own life to be responsible day in and day out we call it growing up you know adulting into in 2020 we call it adulting and yeah. just learning to adult well and I'd
1: then- I think they do those self comforting things instead of reaching out and getting in community, they do stuff that comforts them. And part of that comfort, it could be gaming. It could be, you know, binge eating or, or stuff, yeah. yeah, but it's also the substance use. Mm-hmm. That's a self comforting thing. Yeah. It's
0: another outlet. Yep. Which yeah. is some of what you were just talking about. Yeah. So any, Anything to keep you from dealing with others, addressing and dealing with what you need to go through. Um, avoidance is really what a lot of that is. Would, would you agree?
1: Yes, I would. So now I want, for your exercise for your group today, I want you to name your greatest symptoms of anxiety off of these lists, and these lists look like this. And the PDF is on my website, enablersjourney.com. You can pull the PDF off, and this video will be on uh, Rocky's um, movement site, and it'll also be on Angie G. Meadows' uh, YouTube. So name your greatest anxiety with each other, and then figure out, If you are anxious over the circumstances, then I want you to release them to the Lord. Examine every situation for a few minutes, and if you can't fix it, then release it.
0: So the application, anxiety is not you. It is just an emotion. Don't forget that. It's yours. You can own it. You can live with it, but you don't have to let it control you. It is just an emotion. Yes. Emotions are not to be followed. Yes, I love that. They have no intelligence. Matthew 15, 14 says, lead them. They are blind guides. If a blind man leads a blind man, both will fall into a pit. That's following your emotions right there. That's
1: following your emotions.
0: <laughs> Repeat after me. Emotions, emotions are, are mine. blind. <laughs> Do not follow emotions.
1: Yeah, emotions are a trap.
0: You know, so the, the first two years in recovery when I came home from prison like 10 years ago, Ange, every single meeting I would share and I would speak, I would say this and I would say it out loud. I'd say, emotions and the feelings are overrated. <laughs> because I lived my whole life based on them. Right. <laughs> and it wrecked me day in and day out.
1: Yeah, I think getting out of those emotions is a maturity skill, don't you?
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh, it's a grow-up phase that right. you learn to get uh, emotional tough that we uh, talk about a lot. That Like, I took my first drink when I was 10, and I started right. stunting my emotional maturity and growth from everything. Right. I never really had to go through anything. From that point on, I would always opt out and drink alcohol or use drugs and never got any emotional toughness to me or grow up or had any maturity to me of how to go through anything. Wow. So so my emotions and feelings drove me most of my life.
1: So I want you to start looking at the trap, uh, whether it's an old trauma wound that drives uh, your dysfunctional anxiety, the behaviors. I want you to figure out what emotion gets really exaggerated when you get stressed. Because it may be different for you, and we're going to talk about other ones later. So I want you to recognize the exaggerated emotion, your obsessive thinking, and that you're stuck. And that when mm-hmm. you're stuck, now you're in intense suffering, and now you feel like you got to run, or and then you're going to relapse. So start looking at these cycles, and then start unraveling these cycles.
0: Now, so you want to recognize your triggers, and recognize your emotion, and recognize your thinking, speak kindness, mm-hmm. breathe. Reach out and grow. And, and these are some cycles of things that you can follow. And they're just very good, good self-talks. If you can get just several of these into your mind and remember an outlet, like I told you, pause, process, proceed. When you're about to blow up and you know you're going to have no filter and you can learn that pause, process, proceed, that's recognizing your thinking, then to speak kindness and breathe. So those kind of things start to happen. And you really need to think and ponder on these I really suggest you write these down, get you a piece of paper and write them yourself because okay. as you do write them, they better uh, get seared into your mind and you can remember these outlets and patterns. So right. Recognize your triggers.
1: So anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. Proverbs 12, 25. So the very first thing I want you to do when you start recognizing all this, recognizing your trigger, your emotions, your thinking, be kind. And when you're kind, you're going to have a minute or two to pause and think, I'm going to do something different. I'm not going to get stuck. I'm not going to be into this intense suffering and run and relapse. I'm going to be kind. And I think that will break the cycle. Amen. It says right there in Proverbs twelve twenty five. it will.
0: <laughs> I believe the word of God, whatever it says, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So let's
1: do the conclusion.
0: So recognize what someone said or did, what thought you thought or what lie you believe that caused you to be out of balance emotionally and feel unstable. Wrestle your emotions to bring them under control of your intelligence, thinking to align with the goals you have established for yourself. For example, if a peer, boss, or authority triggers an old wound and you sense an exaggerated emotion, instantly be kind. This will give you time and space to process what just happened and then rebalance emotionally so you can grow and heal. Amen. So
1: that's what we're going to do. We're going to be kind. So we're going to be safe for ourselves, and now we're going to be safe for others. So the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, and whom I trust. Amen.
0: Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll be bringing you more lessons as we move along. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again.
1: Enablersjourney.com has the PDFs, and the YouTube site is Angie G. Meadows, and we will see you later.
0: See you next time. Bye, guys.